One reviewer of this film said that through the remarkable power of telling their stories, these young women had the opportunity to heal. The audience becomes a witness to incredible interchange, which was initiated by the act of storytelling, of opening up and sharing the pain that is buried deep inside and trusting that those listening will take the time to open as well and respond from their hearts and not judge from their minds. And could it just be that the story of Christmas, the story of the birth of Jesus, is precisely about the arrival of something foreign to our expectations and foreign to our familiar way of life. It's a story about being exposed to a whole new set of rules and about learning to see the world with new eyes. And all of the old rules were pretty clear about what happened next. Joseph found out that the young girl to whom he was betrothed was already with child. The ancient world took this very seriously. Legally, you were already considered bound to another and there was no easy way to unbind you. Actually, in the Hebrew scriptures, in the book of Deuteronomy, it was declared that death was the appropriate punishment for infidelity, which all assumed was the case for Mary. Years later, it appears that some of the religious requirements surrounding infidelity may have softened, but with that said, softened really isn't the right word for this is because the punishment of death had been replaced by a more formal, public renunciation of the woman, a ritual that would have shamed her and her family for life. So the old rules were explicit with young girls soon to be married who turn up with child. Now, we don't know much about Joseph. Many suspect that he had died by the time that Jesus began his public ministry. The one thing that we do know is that Jesus was referred to as the carpenter's son, at least on some occasions. So it seems that Joseph's involvement did extend past his time in the gospel stories. At least someone remembered him along the way. Somebody looked at Jesus and saw something of Joseph. But what? You know, it really is hard to say exactly what it would be. Today's reading from Matthew suggests one thing about Joseph's character and personality. When Mary was found to be with child, the gospel says that Joseph, being a just man, and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to dissolve their engagement quietly. So he is just, and he is righteous. But wait a second. Didn't we just hear that the legal thing, the righteous thing for a man to do was to renounce his fiance in public? A man who was committed to his faith and committed to following the Jewish laws was willing to color inside the lines? Even before the angel of the Lord visits him in a dream, Joseph resolves to bend these expectations and act against the laws of his time and place 
and station in life. This act of quiet defiance put him at risk of judgment, but it was one that he was willing to take. So he doesn't do what would have been expected of him. He follows the pull of something else. In the beginning, righteousness, and yet even so, unwilling to put Mary to shame, Joseph hears the call to something deeply countercultural. And what is absolutely remarkable about him is that he has the courage and the wisdom to follow that call. Obviously, Joseph didn't know that Christmas was coming. But if you ask me, he heard the call of Advent just the same. He heard its quiet, insistent longing for a world that follows different rules. A world that seeks to live in the light of great promises and which is no longer trapped by established and often outdated expectations. He heard Advent's invitation to live a life in which, at last, love dares to speak its name. And somehow, in that moment, he knew that love's name is the only one that matters. The story doesn't go on to tell us more about the role that Joseph played in the life of Jesus. We don't know if Joseph even lived long enough to teach jo Joseph mu Jesus much about carpentry, much less anything else. But we know that the love that Jesus talked about, the love that he stood for, was just that kind of daring, rule-changing, deep-seeing kind of love. Just the kind of non-abandoning, instinctive, sheltering, protecting, guiding love. Just that kind, patient, healing love. Love that was strong enough to grasp for something different, undeterred by the conventions and expectations and limitations. Isn't that the way to the future? That is the film Girls on the Wall was all about. Breaking down barriers and defenses and providing an opportunity to come to know and love these young girls and others like them. Wanting them to have the love that was so eluded them in their young lives. These young girls could have been dismissed. Jesus could have been dismissed if we had judged too quickly. But think of all that we would have missed out on if we had. In all the years that led up to that very first Christmas, we surrounded the season with so many expectations of our own. And this year, more than any other, we are being asked to find a new way of being, of relating and loving that takes courage and reframing the order of things so the new and better day can be born. For Joseph to hear the call of God's love was the dawn of a distinctly countercultural vision. At its core, the idea of Christmas 
may seem foreign to everything about us, but we are drawn to it because of the power of our capacity to love, to be loved. So in these next few weeks before Christmas, may you hear the quiet hymn of God's love, God's love song to you and to us all. And may it be the strength you need right now.